Hello, everybody, and welcome to PB and Style. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and you are in the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity as you develop your brand. On today's show, I am talking about something that is very near and dear to my heart. We're talking about standing for something or falling for anything. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. share with you how that comes into play with having a business and developing a quality, authentic brand that resonates with your audience and allows you to be very organic in your communication um, and messaging to your audience. So I mentioned that quote uh, a second ago, and it was actually attributed to a couple of people, Alexander Hamilton actually being one of the first people mentioned to have said this. And there are several different variations to this quote. The first one is, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Then there's, those who stand for nothing fall for anything. And then finally, when you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. This is so important to me because I am the founder of a nonprofit, the Unique Friends Foundation. Through my nonprofit, I strive so hard to affect change within the special needs community, those who have intellectual and developmental disabilities. So as you know, I have a daughter, Jessica, who was born extremely premature and through a series of events um, is now cognitively disabled. And I did not want her to sit around watching television all day. I wanted her to at least have the opportunity to do something that makes her feel like she's contributing to society and that builds her self-worth. And so we started the Unique Friends Foundation to teach soft skills of employment to those who have intellectual and developmental disabilities, but that want to work or at least contribute to society in some way. So philanthropy is huge in my family, and I wanted to talk to you guys today on the podcast about standing for something. Now, obviously, if you are someone who has um, an affinity for the special needs community, then yes, please look up uniquefriends.org, check us out. But this is not a plug for my nonprofit. This is a plug for philanthropy, and as small businesses Often we want people to give to us. We want people to buy our products. We want them to take advantage of our services. We want them to show up at our events and pay their money to participate. That's what owning a business is about. Yes, we want those things. However, we should also want to serve. We should also want to give back. We should also want to affect change and be champions in our area because in doing so, we are also gaining exposure, engaging with our community, developing relationships and building rapport with the very people we want to do business with in the future. So I talked a little bit about tough 
And I, I want to also talk about some of the challenges that I've faced as a founder of a nonprofit and someone who does the day-to-day of running a nonprofit. Because I think as a small business listening to this podcast, it's so important for you to hear some of these challenges from someone who's going through it because it may change the way you look at people who approach you and ask you to participate in their nonprofit in some way. So the first challenge that I've found run up against is the skepticism. All right. There has become a stigma around nonprofits and especially smaller nonprofits who are just starting and in the grassroots stages of their organization. And there's not a lot of information or background on their abilities to um, really affect the change that they want to see. And so there is skepticism. And so people don't really want to help or they, you know, look at you kind of sideways because, They've never heard of you. They, they, and, that, and because you can't really share with them any results that you've had, or maybe your programs and policies aren't quite exactly where you'd want them to be. But obviously, you're not as established as a large nonprofit that's been around for years and years. And so you just don't have that credibility. So skepticism is one thing that I've run into. And so as a small business, if someone approaches you with a nonprofit, Try not to be skeptical and give the side eye, but instead have a series of questions that you can ask to determine whether or not it is a nonprofit that you yourself need to be affiliated with, or if it's something that you can maybe volunteer your time for, but pass on the financial donations to someone who's a little bit more interested in serving that community. So you don't always have to say no to helping because they're not like a major um They're not majorly related to something that you would want to put money behind. But if they need a hand, if they need a body to hold something or to stand somewhere, what is the harm in that? It would give your small business an opportunity to uh, gain some exposure around maybe a group of individuals that you wouldn't normally be around. Um, And it helps someone out. So what is the harm in that? Stand for something. The next challenge is a little bit of misinformation. Sometimes people feel like um, working with nonprofits is, um, you know, on the on the good side, though, people think that working with a nonprofit could mean a tax write off or, you know, especially for high schoolers, they get um, credit towards their uh, service hours, things of that nature. So that's great. But sometimes there's a little bit of misinformation. There are a couple of types of nonprofits. So you really want to make sure that you get the questions answered and make sure that you are actually able to write off uh, on your taxes um, any money that you might give. Make sure that the nonprofit is an actual um, tax exempt nonprofit. That's how you're able to write those taxes off. Sometimes people have nonprofits and they're just incorporated as a nonprofit. So it's not necessarily the tax exempt nonprofit. So These are things and questions that you want to ask yourself, ask the person that you're talking to, 
to gain a little bit more understanding about whether or not you will receive the benefits that you are actually being promised. So there is a little bit of misinformation that kind of runs around. So you want to get the facts and make sure that when you do decide to contribute to a nonprofit, that you will receive the benefits that they are promising because they are actually tax exempt or um, the benefits that they promise will actually be, they will actually be able to, to give you. And then another sort of challenge that I faced in growing the nonprofit is the idea of preferences and relatability. So there are all types of nonprofits. There are all types of causes that people are trying to expose and champion for. And sometimes in terms of preferences, those ideas or ideals do not resonate with your moral standards, your religious standards, and that's okay. You don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to shy away from explaining the reasons why you do not want to participate in the the um, the nonprofit that is asking you. If they go against those particular preferences and moral codes that you have, um, at the same time, though, when it comes to relatability, you don't always have to relate to a cause to support the organization. Like I said, relating to a cause might be the reason that you give money. Wanting to help someone affect change, if that's all the reason you need to give a helping hand, to volunteer, to pass out a flyer or such, um, to help a friend out. So I can definitely understand not wanting to back a nonprofit with financials, but you know, if it's someone you know and they have a nonprofit, and even though it's not your thing, you can you can volunteer. You can be a body that helps. Now, does that mean you have to chair an event? No, because that stuff takes time and energy that you may not want to commit to something that you're not all that you know into. But if you just need to stand at a hole at a golf tournament and chat up some people, that could be great exposure for your brand. If you just need to, if it's that they want you to um, join in a 5K and you're an actual runner and you're going to be running that day anyway, why not sign up for their 5K and run the race? You are going to do it anyway. So that's kind of the challenge that I've faced in terms of the preferences and relatability. Now, I have to admit, I don't know too many people who are going to shy away from helping individuals who have special needs um, because of religious reasons or moral um, reasons. So I haven't run into that problem. But there are organizations who have. And all I'm saying in those instances is if you do not have... If, if you have a moral objection or if you have um, a religious objection or, you know, if you fundamentally disagree with whatever the cause is, obviously you don't, you know, you're not going to want to participate with that particular organization. But if it's a relatability issue and maybe you don't have anyone in your family or in your circle of friends who is affected by whatever change this organization is trying to, to work on or support, um, then you can, that doesn't necessarily have to matter. You can definitely volunteer your body. You can volunteer your time and uh, energy that you have to give to help out. Not, it's not always about the financials. So in preparing for this podcast today, I wanted to do a little bit of like very brief research on different ways that 
developing a philanthropic culture in your organization could be beneficial to not only you, but to those in your organization or that work with your organization. And I came across an article in Forbes and it's called Five Priceless Benefits Entrepreneurs Gain from Philanthropy. And I really like this article because it took sort of a different approach. It wasn't about why you should give money or it wasn't about the financial benefits of being philanthropic. It was really about the the human kindness of philanthropy and the benefits that come from it. And as someone who talks about personal branding and authentic marketing and strategic marketing, I found this article to be um, very refreshing and I wanted to sort of talk you through these five points and I will link the article at the bottom of the podcast. So you're more than welcome to grab that and read it for yourself. The contributor is um, Brian Rashid. I think he did a great job writing the article. Um, But I kind of wanted to go through these five points with you today because I think as a small business or a startup, you have this maybe misconception that philanthropy or giving back or supporting a nonprofit is going to take away from the financial bottom line of your business. Or maybe you feel like you don't have the money to sponsor an event or um, to make the donation size that you want to make. But I really think it's important and, and encouraging to hear these five points Brian is making because it really puts a different spin on the idea of philanthropy and the reasons that you should do it. And sometimes, like I said, the financial support of a nonprofit is amazing. As a founder of a nonprofit, I would love your support and I will put the link below so that you can make a donation if you'd like and read a little bit more about my nonprofit. But as someone who has a nonprofit, you know, it's so hard to get the sponsorships from the larger companies because they are being bombarded with the larger organizations who are um, much more uh, credible or I don't know if credible is the word I want to use, but they're 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 much more um, respected in the nonprofit areas. And there is a larger population of people who um, in, in the larger companies who may have supported on a smaller scale. So there might be a push, you know, within the organization, a group of people might want to do a, a, some sort of a fundraiser to benefit a larger organization because they have participated in that type of thing in the past. So the smaller nonprofits sort of fall by the wayside and the small businesses, the startups and the the local businesses um, are not as financially able to provide the amounts of money that these business, these nonprofits would need to um, really make a difference in their financial um, portfolio. But these five priceless benefits that Brian talks about, I think, are just what we need as a small business culture to become aware of our ability to help these local nonprofits, these startup nonprofits that are still in the grassroots stages. And I think that these benefits, if you take heed to them, will catapult you into a philanthropic spirit and you will begin to Uh, search out organizations that you can lend a hand in. So let's get started with some of the benefits that he mentions in his article. And the first one is that uh, or or having a philanthropic culture in your organization helps you to give without expecting anything in return. So this is a big one. As someone who, you know, started this nonprofit, 
One of the biggest things that just feeds my soul is when I go in and work with my kiddos, they're not really kids. They're actually adults who are looking for employment or to volunteer for whatever reasons. Um, when you go in and, and, you, and you, you do anything with them, you provide any type of activity, you work with them in any way, it feeds your spirit. You're giving up your time, your energy, and if possible, your money. But you want to get involved because when you do, you don't expect anything in return any longer. It makes you feel fantastic. You will be on top of the world. And then what you begin to see is things start coming at you. When you give, things start coming to you. There is a reciprocation that happens in your life. It may not come from where you expect it to come from, but when you give out, when you put things out there selflessly and with authenticity, you receive things back with authenticity. And so it's a great reason. Doing, you learn to give without expecting anything in return. It's the next thing that is a benefit is you build a powerful personal network. I cannot tell you how many people I have met were running the Unique Friends Foundation. I can't tell you the ice that has been broken just from conversations I have with people regarding this community. And even when I go to my networking meetings, I have people that come up to me and they want to tell me stories about how they have encountered someone who has special needs um, at some establishment or maybe a business owner who's hired someone with special needs begins to talk to me about the just amazing things and transformations that are happening with the individual in the workplace. And, and it, it just sparks a huge conversation. And, and it, that begins the, 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 the foundations of a quality relationship, the rapport that needs to be built to maybe do business on the back end. Um, so as a small business, as an entrepreneur, the benefit of building your personal network just you just can't get enough. It's it's really amazing and powerful for your business because um, your personal network is often responsible for helping you to kind of work through difficult times, and it builds these connections that you wouldn't normally have, as I mentioned, and so. As you begin to give and work with a nonprofit in your area or just become philanthropic in whatever way, you will find yourself in these groups of people who are like minded. So the relationships will build and they will flourish. And there is just the sky is the limit as what to as what to come out of those types of relationships. Next when you are philanthropic, you learn how to solve the challenges and obstacles that you might encounter. And what I like about this is because Brian talks about broadening your perspective and developing empathy. And I recently did our community awareness workshop for my nonprofit. And there was a wonderful quote that I have in that workshop that is from Maya Angelou. And I think that what Brian is saying about broadening your perspectives and developing empathy, I think that that is a key point. And I think Maya Angelou really hit it home when she said, I think we all have empathy. We may not have enough courage to display it. I think that's key. I think that 
in working with these charities or becoming more philanthropic in whichever way you decide to do, it does broaden your perspective. But I think it emboldens you to have more more courage to actually showcase your empathy for whatever the cause may be. I think we sometimes, we grow up in a bubble maybe, and we sort of operate within that bubble. And then sometimes when there is a need, when there is a charity, when there's someone who is championing for something, I think it sometimes stretches you and you feel like stepping outside of the bubble could be a challenge. It could be scary, but empathy is something we all have. We can all sort of put ourselves in the place of someone else if we're willing. And that's where the courage has to come in. Put yourself in the shoes of someone else in need, have the empathy, step outside of the box, have the courage. So ask yourself, do you right now, this very moment, have the courage to be empathetic? Do you have it? Do you to express your empathy? Because you are empathetic. You can be. But do you have the courage to actually um, walk in it and do it? Are you courageous enough to step outside of the box and support someone or an organization who is affecting change in your area? Um, It's clear that our society needs change in so many different areas. Are you courageous enough to step outside of your own box and step into the shoes of someone or something else to uh, affect change or be a part of the process to affect change? So... Um, the next thing that he talks about is the to receive an educational experience that no classroom can teach. This is so important um, because when you are when you are out there and you're working with people and you maybe you just decided that you want to sort of dip your toe in the water and volunteer, the education you get from participating in something bigger than yourself. How can it not help but to broaden your perspective, right? How can it not help you to exercise your empathetic muscle? Um, When you step outside of something and you're helping someone else and you see this wide range of community that has come together, you're, you're educating yourself. You are broadening the scope of your knowledge and the broadening your scope of the world and, and your role in it. And so it's really, really important for you to exercise this, this, this muscle of empathy and receive the educational experience that no classroom can teach you. So the last thing that Brian talks about, the last benefit of developing a philanthropic culture is that you learn to be extremely creative. Now, I can attest to this. As someone who has this nonprofit, I have to be extremely creative in how I expose this nonprofit to people that I want to support it. I have to be so creative about fundraising and the challenges that come along with that. And it's it, you get to exercise a part of yourself that sometimes you don't even know you have, But as a small business, it gives you the opportunity to be creative in how you and your organization work with um, 
a nonprofit or how your organization decides to be philanthropic. What does that look like for you? Is it going to be traditional? Are you going to give money or are you going to develop a, some sort of a program for your employees to, um, to, to help affect multiple amounts of change, like a variety of change? Maybe um, you have all these organizations from Susan B. Corman, Susan B. Coleman and the Breast Cancer Awareness, um, all types of things, but uh, to the Unique Friends Foundation, I'll throw mine in there. Maybe you have a culture of giving and philanthropy where you encourage your employees to find an organization and uh, head up some sort of a fundraising event on behalf of the of your business. Whatever it is, you can be creative. You can you can exercise that creative muscle. And I know some of us are going to say, I do not have a creative bone in my body. Maybe you don't, but there are people around you who have given the instruction and being delegated to get you if you if they have that delegation then they can be creative for you and help you think outside of the box for your organization so that you can um, affect change in your area or abroad so philanthropy can help improve your creative imagination to come up with solutions and problems not just for how your organization will be philanthropic but once you start to um get yourself involved with an organization, how can you then be creative to help with their problem solving? How can you stretch your empathetic muscle and affect change as well? How can you become a champion? So you can creatively support. How can you do that? You can creatively share. How can you do that? You can creatively champion for whoever it is that you are choosing to spend your time with and share your knowledge and energy with, who are you willing to give to? Because honestly, as a small business and someone who is the founder of a nonprofit, I can tell you with certainty that if you take the plunge and become philanthropic in some way, not only will you receive the benefits that I've mentioned here that are quite amazing, but your heart will be so full, and I promise you that you will begin to give through your business out of overflow. You won't feel a deficit anymore because giving with no expectations of getting anything in return is such a blessing, and it fills your spirit with love and hope and joy, and it, it encourages you to give more of what God has given you what he's filled in you to be valuable. Um, so do that. Develop a philanthropic culture in your business and take a look at this philanthropic checklist that I'm going to leave below it at the bottom of the podcast. Uh, grab that and be sure to subscribe to PB in Style. We are growing and we want you to grow with us and we want to help you affect change in your area so tell me, what is it you can do? How can you be a champion to an organization that you feel connected to? I want to hear in the comments below. So be sure to share this podcast with someone that you feel could use it. Subscribe to the podcast. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week on PB and Style. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, 
and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.